live from the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Swimming in toxic masculinity and wiping their ass with politically correct wash rags. Two douchebags and a microphone invade your ear holes in three, two, one. Two emotionally disturbed dirtbags and a popsicle will be right back. In a rock garden and then... Oh, oh cool. Yeah, it's going to be really cool when they get right. done. So, you know, when you get a chance, Google image, filthy bean. Oh, yeah. Bean, filthy bean and... Uh, and uh, hopefully they have some of the plans on that. If not, then you'll just see the patio that's there now, and you'll see the what they do to it. Yeah. So, yeah. so we have a Dear Douchebags letter again. Yay. Yeah. Thanks for writing. Yep. So, uh, like aforementioned, uh, Dear Douchebags. All right. Dear Abby, not quite. You have questions, we have answers. They're not very good answers, but we have them. This is a uh, question to us, but the answer is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, anyhow, dear douchebags, I have a real issue with my neighbor letting his large Great Dane shit right in front of my mailbox. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, I think we've all been through that. You step yeah. in it, and, you know, and then you, yeah, you fucking open the door and stare them down and act like they're getting their dog out of there. And as soon as you turn around, they let their dog shit all over. Yeah, it's so bad that the mailman won't even deliver it in my mailbox because of the huge piles of shit that surround my mailbox. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I, yeah, I could, I could too. <laughs> I've asked him to please refrain from having his animal shit in my yard. He agrees with it, but then a day or two goes by and bam, more huge piles of Great Dane shit. Oh, I'm at my end. Sign, no more poo in Kalamazoo. <laughs> See, these names are just so great. I love those. Yeah. People are sending this shit in. They're just like, they're coming up with the best damn names. Our listeners are so clever. They are. Like, There's the first one was Gassy and Tallahassee. That was it. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And, and then, like, then there was something in Philly. Billy in Philly or something. <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah. So, anyhow. <laughs> Dear Pooh, our suggestion is simple. Make blue work for you. The same mailman that won't deliver your mail can deliver the said dog shit to your bastard neighbor every day in neat, little, cute boxes. Perhaps after a solid month of said shit boxing, the neighbor will find another place to let his huge mammal relieve itself. That's right, kiddos. Making America solid one dump at a time. You're welcome. And as a retired letter carrier for the United States Postal Service, I can assure you that mailing dog shit to somebody is... Is illegal. No, it's perfectly legal. Is it? Really? It's absolutely 100%. Well, there you go. (laughs) As long as you're not making a threat. I mean, it's not a biohazard because, you know, it's part of everyday life. I remember a woman bringing out an envelope... And showed me that somebody had been mailing her dead mice. Oh. And she says, I don't know who's mailing me these dead mice, but I don't want them anymore. <laughs> what kind of bizarre fucking crazy maniac know. would mail someone dead fucking mice? I don't know. Does she have like an ex-husband or something? A little old lady, I have no <laughs> idea. I guess the neighbors didn't like her. But, uh, and, uh, have you ever in the whole 
in your whole lifespan ever been prompted <laughs> to think about mailing someone dead mice? I remember one lady in the uh, trailer park that mm-hmm. I delivered to. Um, she got correspondence from her husband who was in jail. Because uh-huh. you know the, the envelopes are specially marked, you can tell it's inmate mail, it's stamped, all this kind of stuff. Okay. And uh, so he would get letter. She would get letters from him, um, and she would occasionally send letters back. Um, but every now and then, uh, on a Saturday morning, I'd be delivering, and there'd be a strange car in her driveway. You know, somebody else's car. And the following Monday, she would be mailing out a much thicker envelope. Okay. To the to her husband in jail. Um. And this this routine would go on and on. And one time she sent. Um. She put the envelope out, but she hadn't sealed it. So, I took it back up to her door and knocked on it on the door and said, "You know, you need to seal this envelope. You know, I I can't seal it for you. I'm not supposed to, etc." But I had seen what was in it, and it was a pair of her panties. And there was a dude in there, sitting at the table with his shirt off, and. A neighbor okay. filled in the extra pieces for me, and he said, what's going on is, every now and then she'll go out to a bar on a Friday night and pick up a dude, uh-huh. bring him home and bang his brains out, and when he's done, she puts those pa- some, a pair of panties on and rubs it all in her cream pie, and then the following Monday, she mails them to her husband in prison. Oh, okay, so the husband was into that. Yes. He's like, go bang these guys while I'm here in uh-huh. prison. And, and then rub then your put panties, panties all on, on it. And then send me your panties. Oh. And then after he was done with them, he, I guess, could sell them to other inmates or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where that was going. I was it like, was man, what would weird, have to be? It? Yeah. Wow. What the worst part was, I had to keep picking up these envelopes every Monday morning. <laughs> fucking jizz filled fucking panties. Yeah. Now that I knew what they were, it's like, oh my god. I would I would bring like a little, you know, sandwich baggie and pick it up with that. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> The nasty things happen when you're a mailman. You just you get exposed Ugh. to some really, really awful things. Man, I would have a hard time looking her in the face after that. Yeah. More than uh, more than Ms. Williams. Busy <laughs> uh, yeah, weekend. But on your uh, dog shit story there, I actually uh, had a, a house on a route I delivered where the woman came and went by car. Uh-huh. And she always pulled into her garage and went in and out of her house that way. So she never went in and out her front door. Mm-hmm. She would open her front door and reach her arm out to her mailbox and get her mail. 
Yeah. Or she'd open her front door and let her little dog out who would pee and shit all over the front porch, which she would never clean off. Uh-huh. Um, so I'd have to get up, walk up there and dodge around all this crap to leave her mail. So one time she got a nice large package. So I walked it up to her front door and I put it down on her front porch and I mashed it down nice and firmly into a few of those dog piles. I mean, I didn't go out of my way. I just put it straight down under her mailbox, but her little dog had crapped three times under it. And I mashed that package down into it nice and firmly. Good. So she had to take that shit in the house with her when she picked up her That's box. great. The next day, wow, her whole front porch was cleaned off. Imagine that. <laughs> Got the idea across, didn't it? <laughs> I enjoyed that so much. That's great. <laughs> And what was she going to complain about? I just delivered her package. Yeah. And set it down. <laughs> oh, the, the only place she could? I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. That's fucking oh, awesome. That was fun. <laughs> that, now that would have been fun. Yeah. That was a, uh, a rather upscale, one of the more upscale neighborhoods in Wyandotte County. They were, this would have been probably around 2000, 2005, something like that. And at the time, those houses would have been some roughly three hundred to five hundred thousand dollar houses okay. so you know these were these were you know big expensive houses so consequently the people who lived in them treated me like total dirt <laughs> because they had money and they thought they were better than me yeah so they you know the the poorer the neighborhood the better i was treated by the people who were there mm-hmm. the richer the neighborhood the more they treated me like property completely believe that yeah unfortunately Anyway, such is life. Christopher, have you heard uh, about uh, atmospheric rivers? Oh, yeah. I've heard that term uh, in connection with this recent weather we've been having in the western part of the U.S. and some other areas. Well, the term has been around a long time, but it's just now getting popular because it's happening a lot. Ah. I mean, it's fairly rare from what I understand. Yeah. I I mean, I've never heard of it. El Nino or La, La Nina until well about fifteen well, years ago. Uh-huh, then suddenly, like, yeah, yeah, this well, is to blame for our weather. Yeah, our crazy weather, and it's like, well, how come I've never heard about this shit before? Well, this kind of this atmospheric river thing too. Okay, it may have been on the book somewhere, but it, nobody ever talked about it. Yeah. So, an atmospheric river from uh, will, will they'll form from a long channel wind transports water vapor from the tropics. And they produce heavy rain or snow when they make landfall. So, in other words, oh, it is okay. in the atmosphere and it is a river. So, it's like the way a river carries a large amount of water from one place to another. It's a moisture-soaked atmosphere. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well... California is bracing for another atmospheric river, expected to make landfall as soon as Monday night. This is a week ago, so last Monday. As the state has been inundated with uh, the intense rainfall since Friday, well, actually a lot more since Friday. I mean, this has been going on for a couple of months now. Widespread flooding and mudslides. That is uh, forecast to bring more rain and snow and more flooding through Wednesday. Uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom, also known as Stupid Fuck, has proclaimed a state of emergency in 21 counties 
and President Biden, also known as stupid fuck, has also approved his request for federal assistance. Officials said at least two people died in the recent severe weather in the state. A spokesperson for California Governor Office of Emergency Services said Sunday that the agency hasn't received any notification of fatalities, but which is wrong because there has been. Yeah. I mean, this is over a couple of days. Yeah. So, anyhow, the rain from uh, the atmospheric river that made landfall Thursday flooded roads and rivers. Thousands of residents were under evacuation orders. A river levee in Central California breached just before mon midnight Friday, forcing hundreds of evacuations and dozens of rescuers as a small town in Monterey uh, County um, found itself uh, completely underwater. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. There are about 17,000 people displaced from their homes in Pajaro, and the town is inundated with water throughout Monterey County. I did see a video of, of that town. Um, and yeah, they showed people just, you know, walking up the street carrying possessions when the water was slowly creeping up behind them. Isn't that something? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah it was a, a, a levee or a, a, like a river channel mm -hmm. that had given way. And, you know, all the water that's supposed to be flowing by and draining off just dumping out there in this nice broad flat area wow Gosh. yeah hey rick 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 that is him yeah that's him <laughs> he's ignoring us uh, man, they um got some bad product ideas oh those are always fun oh yeah 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 these are no different <laughs> very fun <laughs> i don't know how practical they are but they're fun well, this is bad product ideas, like always, you know, we somehow intercepted the uh, memo, didn't work out, so. We have some, you know, some of our members of our crack staff are occasionally on plumbers these test crack. panels. Yeah, plumbers yeah. crack staff. The cocaine crack didn't work out, and no. we're not even going to go into it at this point. No, no. No sense in bringing up bad feelings, <laughs> so. But occasionally they serve on these, you know, test panels or, or focus groups for some of these products. And yes. They, they, you know, they break their confidentiality agreement to tell us about it. And so. they throw us a little piece here and there about yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And we pass it on to you. Yes, we do. You're welcome. Because we are good. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome, America. And if you ever missed any of the bad product ideas in the past, you are to, after this show, go download all of them. Listen to all them, and if not, you're a bad person, and quite frankly, you're a user and a taker. <laughs> Harsh. Yes. So, yeah, without any further ado, the there number one, okay. stainless steel infant pacifiers. <laughs> I guess they didn't go over too well. You know, they don't have teeth, so I guess you don't have to worry about hurting their teeth, but, yeah. uh, and then supposedly stainless steel has a deodorizing effect. Yeah, yeah. So... Wow. Yeah, I don't get why it didn't go over so well. Yeah. Now, they sorry. could also, the baby could look at itself in the stainless steel. True. And identify itself. I mean, it'd be a yeah. learning a learning behavior deal. Could hold the stainless steel pacifier up in front of itself and says, and say, there is no spoon. 
the business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I would go for a cast iron pacifier. I think that, that would be the best, you know, yeah. Babies absorbing some, you know, much needed iron for their, you know, vitamins and minerals. Yeah, you could always heat it up and cook eggs in it if yeah. you needed to. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, if the baby's old enough, you know. And if they lose their pacifier, you hear it go clank onto the ground. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so shit, man. Junior just lost his pacifier. I know, it broke my fucking toe, man. Ow! <laughs> yeah. well, just, with, with cast iron pacifiers, who would want stainless steel? No, you know what? And just like that, we solve an age-old problem. Mm. Just a little critical thinking and just a little know-how and want to. Yep. And voila, we got it. We're so cool. Yes, we are. <laughs> I am hurting my shoulder patting ourselves on the back. Yep. Ow, ow, ow. We're, we're like the Aaron Rodgers of podcasting. Oh, we got it. <laughs> okay, right after... Right after our list of bad product ideas, we've got to go into the Aaron Rodgers, okay? I'm, hyper, I'm hyperventilating thinking about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's been, I mean, it's been tongue-in-cheek not getting to him by now. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, this is... This, okay. Number two, beer concentrate. <laughs> just mix with water. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well, it didn't go over very well. No. You imagine be like, hey, what are you doing? Hang on, I'm getting my beer pouch. You turn it open like one of those little things of, uh, um, oh, shit. Kool-Aid or Kool-Aid packet. Yeah, Kool-Aid or whatever. Tearing it open. Now, there was somebody who invented instant alcohol. Just add water. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was declared illegal. Yeah. Because it was, I guess, because it was too dangerous because it'd be used to poison people or date rape drug or Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So the technology is there for instant beer. And then they had the alcoholic, and this wasn't that long ago. This might be 10 years ago at the most. Mm -hmm. It was uh, um, whipping cream. Yes. yes. With alcohol infused. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And they, they still occasionally put nitrous in their cans yeah. of whipping cream. So. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was a big thing there too. And then they took that away promptly too. Uh, so, number three, wool socks that retain moisture. <laughs> yeah, how about oh, that? Oh man, wet, wet wool, that is not a good thing. Yeah, that's no fun at all. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't go over very well, so. Number four. This one kind of got me. Uh-huh. I can't believe it didn't work out. Yeah? Toilet seat frosters. Wow. Yeah. You can frost up your toilet seat before yeah. sitting on it. To Make take it, it extra dump. cold. Yeah. And, and then like, that frost woo! melts and you're yeah. all slick and wet and slidey. Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Don't you hate it when you have to get out of the shower to take a dump? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. It ruins your euphoria. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're all sliding around on the toilet seat. Yeah. And you're like, soaking oh, wet donkey. and you're trying to oh. wipe. And, yeah. Oh, guys, just... Yeah. Now, frost would be cool because you jump on it. It's nice and cold. And yeah. And just as long as your ass didn't, like, refreeze on it. I mean, <gasps> oh, yeah. You yeah that'd be a danger seat. there. Let's oh. say you're in the shower and you got to take a dump really bad and you jump on there. But you Maybe know, that's how come it failed. But you know, this could be a great product for like pranking people with, or putting in public toilets, or uh, 
Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. be right back. I gotta take it. To oh! <laughs> <laughs> I left three layers of skin on the toilet seat. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then you could like even turn it up a little bit and give someone like some frost nip. Maybe not bite, but a little frost nip. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, number six, no, number five. Okay. Speedos for Unix. <laughs> what? That did not go over well. Yeah. I couldn't God. believe it. Imagine wearing a Speedo and it's loose. <laughs> <laughs> That's just kind of horrible. Like, uh, is there something you want to talk? No. Are you sure you don't? No. Everything okay? Yes. Okay, forget it. Oh, what was it? There was a movie, The Last Emperor. It was uh -huh. about the actual last emperor of China. His name was Puyi. <laughs> Puyi. Uh, yeah, really. Puyi! There was a scene when uh, all of the court eunuchs were being uh, sent out of the Forbidden City because the rest of China had turned into a communist state. Um, and they were tired of supporting the emperor and his big entourage. Uh -huh. So the court eunuchs were all being sent away, and every one of them came out holding a jar. And the kid's like, you know, the child emperor, he's like, you know, what, what is, what's in the jar? And he said, that's their manhood. No one can deny their right to be buried whole. So they were turned into eunuchs so they could serve in the court and no one had to worry about them. But they got to keep their balls. With, sleeping with the royal women's or whatever. Uh -huh. But their balls were, were preserved in a jar, so when they were buried, they could be buried with their balls. So as they were leaving the palace, they carried their little jar of their own testicles with them. <laughs> <laughs> Horrifying! <laughs> but, you know, they oh could have God. used the Speedo for Unix. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they could just, like, put them in there and just walked around like everything was fine. Mm. You know, kind of like nudicles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> National Lampoon had an article back in the 70s about um, it was making fun of the concept of penis envy, of how women supposedly are jealous of a man having a penis. Oh, yeah, yeah. the most ridiculous bullshit ever. But they, went in, they, they satirized it by talking about giving women fake testicles. So they could have that well hung feeling, and they <laughs> and they promptly said no, thank you, and gave it back, didn't they? Well, the whole article was showing it as if it was this wonderful breakthrough in cosmetic surgery. You know, women were no longer going to get you know boob jobs; they were going to get testicle implants. You know, <laughs> and they were they were showing all the different scrotums you could get and. You could choose testicle size, and you could even choose whether they were uneven like real men's testicles were. Oh, it was hilariously satirical of the whole thing, but I just... And I remember there's a picture of this really attractive blonde model, and she was wearing a bikini, and here were these two big hairy balls stuffed in her <laughs> bikini. <laughs> Oh, and she had this big grin on her face like, wow, I'm so happy. Look at this, I got my balls. <laughs> National Lampoon had their moments, didn't they? they? Did. Yes. <laughs> you know, most people think they just had movies, but they, they were no, a no, magazine. No, no, they were a magazine. Yeah, yep. magazines. They did way crack. Better than 
Cracked Magazine. Oh, that was part of National Lampoon? It wasn't the National Lampoon Magazine, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's National Lampoon Presents Cracked. Oh, okay. Look it up. And it had the guy kind of like Alfred E. Newman. Yeah, it was kind of a. It was kind of a spoof of Mad. Yeah. Yeah. And they had the guy that looked like Alfred E. Newman a little bit. Yeah, the cracked kid. Yeah, the cracked kid. And it was good. I mean, they didn't have some of the famous uh, artists that Mad did. You know, like the one guy, Martin, that had the guy with the hands and feet that flopped over. Yeah, that was. And the Spy versus Spy guy. Dick Martin, I think, yeah. and then Spy versus Spy Guy and yeah, all that. Uh-huh. But they had their own style of writing too mm-hmm. that was very good. So, yeah. yeah, I enjoyed Cracked and also National Lampoon's magazine. They also had an X magazine, Triple X magazine too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, was it like it was kind of like Beaver Hunt, oh. but it wasn't. <laughs> I'll have to look it up later. Crazy. Hang on, but yeah, they had their own form of Triple uh, X magazine. And it was like Beaver Hunt or what it was. Was that Hustler that did the home homemade version, like the girl next door? Yeah. They called uh-huh. it like Beaver Hunt or something. Yeah. Or Swag. You know, uh-huh. National Lampoon had a magazine like that. It was Outlaw Biker. Oh, okay. Outlaw Biker. National Lampoon's Outlaw Biker. That's right. I and in the section now. of that, they had like their own Beaver Hunt. Yeah. I remember looking in there and there's a biker chick with off. fucking yeah. gaping gash hanging on the floor. Ugh. Yeah, in yeah. National Lampoon magazine itself, Big old would do, fucking uh, clit. they would do frontal nudity. Yes. Uh, they would do topless. Um, but, so they already had a, 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 a urge to do nudity, so Outlaw Biker gave them an outlet where they could show boobs all day long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think they even fucking showed lungs on some of that stuff. Probably so. Yeah, they're kind of like Hustler on that aspect. I do believe, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Oh, um, anyhow, let's see. Uh, that was Speedos for Unix is yeah, how yeah. we got onto yep. that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> if anyone's keeping track still. I don't think. Let's face it, they already hung up on us. Yeah, they're already I'm gone. sure. Yeah. Number six, thank you notes for the makers of Kale. <laughs> Those would collect dust. That was a horrible product idea. <laughs> wow. Hey, I wrote, wrote, ran across an actual uh, bad product idea. Uh, you're familiar with Adele, the singer? Mm-hmm. She put out an album uh, called 30, um, mm-hmm. and she pressed a lot of it on vinyl. Nobody bought the vinyl. It's all turning up in goodwill. And really? thrift stores. It's being dumped by the distributors because nobody wanted the vinyl versions huh. of Adele. <laughs> so video. I don't think I want the vinyl versions no. of Adele either. I don't want any version of Adele. But. No, I me mean, neither. Not my style, but you know, whatever. So, real miscalculation there. All the money they spend on those vinyl discs. And, yeah. Someone got fired down at Sony. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll be damned. Um. Number seven, ice cube makers for bidets. <laughs> now, who in the hell would not like that? You tell me, what kind of an evil bastard would not like an ice maker for a bidet? And yeah, sure make your wee wee shrivel up and go inside. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> my testicles might not come down I, till I normally don't year. have to hold steady, but on this one, I gotta hold steady. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Look at it. It looks like a little meat whistle. It's so cold. Oh, <laughs> uh, somebody explained to me how something that looks like a drink but a drinking fountain puts out uh-huh. just a little some little stream of cold tap water. Uh-huh. Now show me how that can clean a porta potty that's been parked outside the uh, Renfest for three days. No, no, no. no. It's not going to clean anyone. Sulfuric so acid won't clean that. I'm sorry. <laughs> lie, lie, lie. Soap, chlor- Clorox bleach, and sulfuric acid all mixed together would not clean that. You know that oil and dirt residue that builds up on the bottom of your engine? Uh-huh. Go under there with a little kid's toy squirt gun and, and <laughs> show me how it cleans right off. <laughs> it's not doing anything, Paul. That's right, because you're a stupid ass. Get out of here. I mean, Americans eat about five pounds of fat a day, and it creates an oil slick when it comes out their ass. Yep. And cold water ain't touching that. Yeah. I, <laughs> if yeah. you eat like a rabbit you go and over fart to little a, rabbit pellets, yeah. then all you need to do is dust yourself with a feather duster. You go to Japan, and they're like farting. <laughs> they're like shitting like little, little round little... Um, little balls that like don't stick to anything they just come out yeah, like, they, they like look like cocoa pellets. puffs yeah yeah they just rabbit, come out. Put, rabbit shit or deer yeah. shit you know yeah they only have to wipe they just jump up and go oh i'm good it's because they don't eat what we eat no we eat greasy <laughs> fatty just oh, yeah so i mean it takes your average american about an hour and a half to squeeze that turd out it's not going to rinse off with a little sprinkle of cold water no no <laughs> Especially when you see that fucker laying against the bottom of the stool. Yeah. And it's like, just starts like splatting and screeching out. Looks like the blob just like took a hold of somebody. You flush the toilet and there's skid marks all over it. So you flush again and there's still skid marks. And you flush again and there's, yeah. And then you tell me that cold water's going to clean your ass. Yeah, you look out (laughs) to make sure nobody's around so you can sneak out there without anyone knowing it was you that did that. Yeah, uh-huh. If there's someone still out there, you just go, hey, I'm having some issues. You might want to come back later. (laughs) So, oh, um, you'll never get me to believe in the bidets. No, me neither. Not unless you're a rabbit. Yes. And, yeah, and then I don't think rabbits do either. No. Get out of here. Number eight, squeaky toys for alligators. <laughs> Did not go over well. Hey, that might be a good warning. You hear that squeaky toy and you're like, oh, the alligator's coming. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're over near a lagoon, which I used to call people. Lagoon. Hey, hey, what's that? That's a squeaky toy. Oh, shit, there must be an alligator. Let's get out of here. (laughs) Call them gator people. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, there's a gator. (laughs) My uh, brother John and sister Jennifer (laughs) spent a summer down in Florida with my grandparents. This would have been probably 74 or 75, somewhere around there. Uh And uh, they mailed back a picture of the neighbor's pool with a three-foot alligator in it. Oh. <laughs> Sometime during the night, the alligator just come and gotten into their Where swimming pool. Where was this pool. at? Uh, this was Stewart, Florida. Oh. It's on the Atlantic coast. Okay. <clears throat> so this alligator just decided to go, you know, hang out in their pool, and they had to call people to come, and you know, it was down in the bottom of the deep end. Wow. So they had to go in there and, and get it. Of course, you're in the alligator's element when you're in the water with it. <laughs> but, Those guys must get paid a lot. Yeah. They're just alligator hanging out in your swimming pool. 
It's like they live here too. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, they were here before we were. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I, you uh, you uh, left a nice inviting place there, so yeah, mm. I don't blame it. Well, uh, number nine, healthy drink mixes for East Palestine, Ohio. <laughs> wow. Maybe it might be too soon for that. I don't know. Oh, okay. Too soon. Too soon. Sorry. Sorry, guys. No harm, no foul, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, moving right along. Uh, fish flakes for lionfish. <laughs> I like that one. What was that company, Tetramin? They made all the fish food flakes for yes. the tropical fish. Matter of fact, I still use it for my goldfish in the koi pond. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they actually, <clears throat> it's pretty good because the stuff that they, whatever, engineer or whatever, mm. actually makes the goldfish turn a different color of orange, a different oh, shade. Nice. It's really, yeah. I, yep. uh, I, ha I know a high school friend of mine who was, uh, he was out of weed and really hard up, and he tried smoking those tetramin fish food flakes. Did it work? He said it gave him a hell of a headache. Oh, I bet it did. <laughs> uh, okay. you got to be desperate to smoke fish food. It just reminds me of Spicoli on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. He's talking to that guy on the phone, and yeah. he takes his fucking moccasin and starts smacking himself in the skull with it. Because, dude, you know what that is? Oh, no, man. That's my skull, man. I'm baked. <laughs> That was a fun movie. That was a great movie. <laughs> and finally, number 11, Passing Yards Championship plaque for Aaron Rodgers of the Jets. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, yes. <laughs> Which goes into... <coughs> our Aaron Rodgers talk. Now, now, didn't Brett Favre go to the Jets? Yes, so and Aaron then he Rogers. went to the Vikings after yeah. the famous dick pics started circulating yeah. that he was sending the trainer and would not leave her alone. So, so that's Aaron Rodgers comes up. Next. Aaron Rodgers is obviously probably in a Hall of Fame style you know, caliber quarterback. Mm -hmm. Brett Favre's still there. Brett Favre's a dick to Aaron Rodgers. Doesn't want him on the same field. Mm -hmm. This is my house, bitch. Mm -hmm. Well... The, the heads there get together and they're like, you know what, man, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a lot lot more time left. We can get a yeah. couple of good draft picks for uh, Brett Favre, so let's just go ahead and trade him. Yep. So they traded him to the Jets. They got a couple of uh, decent draft picks. And Aaron Rodgers comes in and he's the next uh, next thing. You next know, big thing, Next yeah. big thing. And he's doing great. Won a Super Bowl with him and all these MVPs and one of the best quarterbacks ever. Yeah, yeah. He racks up good statistics, and he wins a number of games. Hasn't won all that many Super Bowls. One. Just one, yeah. And the, the other thing that's more disappointing is he's only been to one. That's true. That's true. Favre was in two, I believe, and won one. And he could have been to another up... Uh, uh, Minnesota um, on that championship game mm. where he uh, could have ran it for a first down. Yeah. But he threw it mm -hmm. um, and got the interception. Um, anyhow, um, so I would say that to me that Aaron Rodgers 
and his list of demands to go to the Jets is way out of line, mm. way inappropriate, mm. and quite frankly, does not come off well. Yeah, yeah. There's there was a meme showing Aaron Rodgers saying, you know, Green Bay won't give me the weapons I want. And then he goes to the Jets and says, "Give me all the weapons Green Bay gave me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, over time, it's true. The only thing that's different is they did not keep a lot of them, like Randall Cobb, or they tried to keep Devontae Adams. I do believe, didn't they? Yeah. Well, part of it you can trace back to Rodgers himself anyhow. He doesn't take the necessary restructuring yeah, or pay yeah. cuts, if you will, mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. So they're always in a bind financially. Yeah. He doesn't realize everybody else wants to get paid, too. Yeah. Or I'm sure he realizes he just doesn't care. He doesn't care. He, he doesn't makes, think it yeah. should affect him at all. But, well, yeah, they, then, we, we took Mal, Valdez-Scantling away from the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, who was, you know, kind of a possession receiver, um, can stretch the field. And he's coming back next year, I do mm-hmm. believe. So. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, Devontae Adams left. And, um, but this thing lately where Aaron has declared that he believes himself to be the best player ever in franchise history for the Packers. I don't know if that's true. I don't think so either. Bart Starr won two or three. He won five championships total. Oh, all because t- he had two it? Super Bowls. Yeah, that's right, two Super Bowls. But five NFL championships because the AF- AFL and the NFL hadn't merged yet. Yeah, because he played in the first one against Lenny Dawson. That's one of them. And the second one, they beat the Raiders. Yes. Yeah. So that's right. Bart Starr, right off the bat, five rings. Aaron Rodgers won. Yeah, so Bart Starr would be a better one, and then number two would be Brett Favre because he was in two mm-hmm. Super Bowls. Uh, let's see, uh, Paul Horning, running back. Yeah, another good one. Um, Who was the uh, defensive? Uh, Reggie White. Reggie White. Yeah. I mean, the, and they've had uh, they'd have a, they've had a lot of good players over the years. Yeah. The Packers are very old franchise. I mean, and for Aaron Rodgers, already Mahomes has lapped him. Three Super Bowls, two wins. Yeah. Five championship games ever since he has been starting mm-hmm. in the league. Yeah. So, already Mahomes has lapped him. Yeah. You know, I mean, how is Jordan Love? Does Jordan Love look good? He looked good last year on what he played. Yeah. Is he going to be a, 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 a superstar like Aaron Rodgers? Hard to say, I don't think so, but I think as in terms of success, you're going to have about the same thing if you keep going to uh, the playoffs and not winning. That's what you're doing now anyhow. Yeah. But you know, if someone, had else, someone else had said, let's talk about whether Aaron Rodgers is the best player ever to wear a Packers uniform, that would be one thing. It's but for Aaron himself to say, I am... And then he he backpedaled slightly and said, "Well, at least I should be in the conversation." Yeah, that's it's just because arrogance. I'm sure probably conceit. the look on the people's face when he said that. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah, so, he, his name is well, Arrogant so. Rogers now. It's not yeah, Aaron Rogers. I think it's, it should be. Yeah. God, he's 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 vying with George Clooney 
for how smug and arrogant he is and how much he thinks his own shit doesn't stink. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. <laughs> He's up there in Clooney territory. Yeah. That's hard to do, too. Uh, and Bono. And Bono, ooh. Yeah. Bono's another one of those guys who's... He's perfect, but everybody else is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Bono is simple with me. If Bono loves America so much, kind of like Roger Waters, and they're always mm-hmm. criticizing it, just like Roger Waters, mm-hmm. go tamp your bank account out mm-hmm. and pay off our national debt. Yeah. You love America so much and more than us, then just go ahead and do that. Yeah. Prove your love. Quit taking our money. Yeah. You fucking you start showing a slob by fucking paying up our national debt then. <laughs> and if not, then I don't want to hear you. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, it, a, a number of musicians have said about other musicians, just just shut up and play your music. That's true. That's all I want from you is is your music. I don't I, care for your opinions on modern art or classic cars or who I should vote for. It's not nope. what I'm here for. Nope, same here. I'm here to hear your music, and that's it. These guys suck, and so do you for listening. Just saying. Oh, Oh, shit. shit. What's What's that that over there? there? Oh, Oh, no. no. It's It's the island island of horrible horrible jokes. jokes. If I ever find that doctor that screwed up my limb replacement surgery... I will kill him with my bare hands. <laughs> this ain't Boring Ass Radio, kid. It's the Next Generation Podcast. Two douchebags. And a microphone. Mark. Topher. All right. Uh, Topher, you were coming up with a couple of interesting little uh, tidbits just a second ago <laughs> off air. Yeah, whichever was, one you want to lead off with is fine with me. Both of them are alrighty. Um, well, I was uh, just thinking about how it's uh, going to be tax filing time fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm already seeing commercials for uh, TurboTax software. Uh, interesting how initially TurboTax was, hey, download our software and you can do your own taxes. But now they are, hey, download our software and let us do your taxes for yes. you. <laughs> they funny? have become the very people that they were were trying to put out of business in the beginning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it became more profitable for them to do it the old-fashioned way. Yeah. 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 It, uh, it, it occurs to me this time every year that tax time in the U.S. sucks. And it sucks on purpose because it doesn't have to be this way. You know, there are European countries where at the end of the year you get a statement from the government saying, here's what all has been done for your taxes, this is how much you were taxed for these reasons, blah, blah, blah. And then if you have a problem, you dispute it. But it's all done, and it's all written right out there in a statement for you. In the U.S., places like H&R Block and Jackson Hewitt and... TurboTax, they pay lobbyists to convince our politicians to keep the tax code incomprehensible so we can't figure it out ourselves and we have to pay somebody to do it for us. Mm -hmm. So the very people that we're paying to do our taxes are creating the situation where we have to pay to do our taxes. Lovely. 
And then, that fucked up? But then we run to H&R Block and say, Oh, I love you because you got me this big refund. No, they, they didn't. No, they didn't. No. You overpaid all year. And you would have gotten that money back anyway. And in fact, if it fact, were done they, correctly, uh, you would have had that money all year long exactly. instead of waiting for it into the year like some big bonus. Yeah, it's not like you got interest on it. No. Um, did they get in a lawsuit, though? I thought... Um, I, I could be wrong on this, but I thought... I could be wrong, not for sure, but I thought they got in a lawsuit for being too... Um, Cautious and not getting people enough money back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the only the only two times that I've done the saw the uh, tax returns myself through the software were the lowest refunds I ever got. Mm-hmm. And I went back to having an actual human being do it, and my refunds went way up. Yeah. And then he showed me how to adjust to where I'm not getting a huge refund at the end of the year. Instead, I'm getting more money every paycheck. That's like I like that idea. I like that better. Yeah. So I adjusted it, and I got more money every paycheck. And then end of the year, I pretty much broke even, and I was done with it. It's like cool. Yep. You know that was fine with me. Um, I it it shouldn't be as difficult as it is, but it's it's none of those created situations. Yeah. Yeah. People with more money than us are making it this way because it makes money for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked. And, and then I got on to instances where, don't, I mean, don't you hate a line jumper? Yeah. Oh, Someone yeah. Someone who, who pushes their way in and says, hey, I'm friends with the owner. I get that table. Mm-hmm. Or something. But openly in advertisements, businesses and companies will tell you, pay extra and you can line jump. Yeah. Uh, let's see, you can do that with, like, the TSA yeah. at the airport. If Pre-select. You, yeah, if you pay extra, you can skip some of the security line and some of the security precautions. Well, I used to do it because of my old job, but um, I was on TSA pre-select, and here's why. Because um, you didn't ever have to take off your shoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, you didn't have to... Uh, like, you know, if you had, like, a big thing, um, let's say a, a, a box full of tools, uh-huh. they just ran it through the x-ray, and that was it. They didn't open it up. Yeah. Now, if you went through the regular TSA, nine times out of ten, they open it up, and they got to look through everything and all that. Yeah. If you're pre-selected, supposedly they've done all the elbow work first. Yeah. 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 Which I, I think is complete. It's a complete lie. True, because that's exactly what a person who's decided to blow up an airplane could do. Get pre-selected yes. before they start doing anything suspicious. That's what I always thought, too. Get pre-selected uh-huh. and then you know, incrementally work your way up to being able to do something. Yeah, and then you just walk right onto the airplane with a bomb in your shoes because they don't make you take your shoes off anymore. Yeah. Yep. So that, that hurts the rest of us. And all that is doing is designed to get them money. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And it's not designed to stay help us stay safer. We know this. And there are ways the airlines themselves do it. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll get there. Like Southwest would have their uh, their boarding groups. Yes. You, know, you get there and, and there's boarding group A, B, C, or whatever. Uh-huh. But at the last minute, they'll say, 
we have some of the special boarding passes left if you want to pay an extra oh, fifty five dollars you can come right up and join the special boarding group yeah and get the thing right that pisses on. me off is let's say you're a 14 uh-huh. there you go you can get through a to 15 it's like oh great so you're gonna push some motherfucker in front of me uh-huh yeah because they're willing to spend more money than and here's me. the deal they get ahead of me when they come up and do that uh-huh. they don't go line up in the a to 15 they just do the special boarding. Uh-huh. So there's actually two A-15s yep. or two A-14s. It's a lie. It is. In my opinion, I yep. hate it. And then how often does Disney do it? Oh, the fucking oh, time. Buy this special pass and you get to skip the lines. Yeah. That's just, it, it's That's a flagrant. That's how they came up with all those problems. I'm about better than you because I have more money. That's what they're saying. People basically renting mentally handicapped children yeah. to uh-huh. get in front in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they actually sell passes. Like you know, you can just come in like a regular person and get in back of the line, or you can be you know Disney whatever this select class of whatever and pay extra, and you'll have your own Disney ambassador who'll whisk you to the front of the line in front of everybody else. Now, how does that look to everybody else who's been waiting three hours in line to see these rich ass snobs come floating by and smirking at you? Yeah. It makes me want to say, fuck you, Disney. I'm never coming back. But, you know, the suckers flood in every year, so what do I know? Well, I haven't... <laughs> I've not liked Disney in a long time, anyhow. Yeah. So, it doesn't do anything for me except confirm what I already thought. Mm-hmm. But, other people, I'm pretty sure it's turning them off. Yeah. They take You save up for years and take your child there. Mm-hmm. And they virtually get to do nothing because the elite get to go in front of you because they paid extra. Yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. And I would hope that it leads to maybe some of these places not doing so well at the very least. It's It, it seems to me to be bad business in the long run. It's horrible business. Yeah. Um, cell phone providers do it too. Yes, they do. You'll see uh, um, a, a minor like a Boost Mobile or a Metro PC or whatever, uh-huh. Mint Mobile, those kind of places. They say, you know, this, we use this, you have the same coverage as the big providers. We use the same cell phone towers as the big providers. Um, and in some cases, call. they say they are. Yeah. And they I think say, it's like Total. Total goes, this is Total by Verizon. <clears throat> yeah, because they bought them. Um, Verizon just bought Mint Mobile, too. Oh, they did. That's yeah. right. Because what's his name? So I remember he made Ryan Reynolds. Ryan, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. But you know, a number of these, what they're doing is they're they're buying time on the cell phone towers. Um, so yeah, you're getting the same cell phone towers, the same with. coverage, the same call reliability. But the thing is, the people who are paying more than you are still going to line jump because when traffic gets heavy. Your call, your data, etc., gets pushed to the side. Yes. And the people who are paying full price don't see a single interruption in their service. But since you're paying less, you know, you're kicked to the side of the road and you gotta wait. Yep. You know, if that's okay with you, then go ahead and do it. But over and over, we're told if you have some money, you get this. But if you have a lot of money, look what else you, you get. get anything, uh-huh. anything you want. Yeah. Isn't that grooming us all to just dedicate our lives to making more money so we can get more? Yeah. We get the more that other people are getting. No, it is. We're being groomed to become slaves to the wage. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of sickening. No, it is. <laughs> I, I would agree. 
All right, Topher, you hear about the new yellow sections um, in uh, stadiums? Yellow Football stadiums. No, I haven't heard of yellow sections. Okay. Yellow sections is a new alcohol-free section. Oh, what and a great idea. It's actually not even that new. It's just really? not that well known. Huh. Yeah. That's the first I've heard of it. I, see? It's been going on since 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, section Yellow is co-founded by John Plagman. 2009, a few months into his recovery uh, from alcohol abuse, um, mm -hmm. he attended a concert by rock band Fish. He feared the alcohol-heavy environment might disrupt his uh, recovery. Oh, yeah. Until he found out that Fish had this yellow section that that's... you could go to that's alcohol-free. And remember the walk, rock band Fish? Yeah. P they were interesting. They, yeah, yes. Mm -hmm. They were what would you say, almost reggae kind of? They were a real jam band. Jam band, yeah, yeah, jam band would probably be a better way to describe yeah. them. I liked them, but it's never been my whole thing, you no. know. They were good, but yeah. I actually ran into the percussionist for Fish. Really? At a local drum shop. Um, he came in to get um, some percussion items, and he had this little <laughs> set of bongos that were, they were so small they could fit in the palm of your hand. And uh, they're called finger bongos, I think. But you kind of Actually, held them between I a couple fingers, those. and you play them with yes, one finger. Yes, I saw that on the internet. They're yeah. really interesting little things. Uh -huh. yeah. They're and actually really little bongos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he had come in to get something else, but he found those, and he was just in love with them. And he was standing at the cash register, just tapping around on it, having a good old time. That's awesome. He's wearing tie dye and long hair, and he he looked like what you'd imagine. Yeah. And when he left, uh, the owner of the drum shop, who was a longtime friend of mine, he said, oh, that's, you know, so-and-so for fish there in town. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. So my brush with a famous uh, touring musician. <laughs> that is cool. I also ran into Pat Tomek there, the drummer for the Rainmakers. And mm -hmm. uh, he also played with uh, some, other, some other local talents. And, and uh, man, I'm going to miss that drum shop because now that it's closed... Yeah, I um, ran into, uh, remember, have, did you ever see the store Unique Fashions? No, I don't think I did. It was right next to the Lone Star in Westport. You ever been to the old Lone Star in Westport? Yeah. Okay, yeah, the metal bar. Well, it was a rock bar, too. Mm -hmm. But it was known, if you ever wanted to see a heavy band play, yeah, that would have been where it played. Oh, okay. At. And yeah. It was a, yeah, the Lone Star is a pretty cool place. A rundown place, nothing special, but there have been some really good concerts went on there for a long time, especially in the '80s, early '90s. Yeah. Um, so a lot of glam stuff, a lot of real metal stuff went there. Uh, it was John Sinclair was hanging out in front of Unique Fashions. Oh wow. Yeah, and he was playing for some newer band. Um, I'm talking about, you know, the keyboardist, uh, yeah, uh -huh. and he was playing for some newer band, mm -hmm. and uh, I never did recognize the name, I don't think it ever got uh, over it, but he came in there to get fitted by the guy from Unique Fashions, mm -hmm. and he goes, yeah, he goes, um, it's kind of a glam band and all that, but I didn't know who he was at all, he had to explain it to me a little bit later, yeah. you know, because I was there getting some stuff to look cool, and yeah. well, me and Davey <laughs> thought we were starting our first conception of this band that we called Circus at the time. And, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, well, it blew, but anyhow, 
So anyhow, I'm in there trying to get some cool looking fucking digs. And uh, anyhow, he's there and he's like, yeah, he goes, yeah, I'm getting fitted by so-and-so. I guess the guy that started Unique Fashion is like really high up on the uh, fashion design for glam and metal. Mm -hmm. He did Judas Priest. Remember oh, when they yeah. did the turbo stuff? Yeah. When they got out of leather and started wearing more glamish stuff <laughs> yeah. and all that. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, he did a... Um, oh, shit. It was uh, it was the uh, big band here for a long time. Glam band. Tommy Lee Flood and all those guys. Uh, the local? Banshee. Banshee. Yeah. 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 He did Banshee. He did some of Motley Crue's. Mm -hmm. And... He was affiliated with Banshee somehow. But anyhow, yeah, anyhow, John Sinclair, and he had to tell me who he was. You know, because, yeah, he goes, and he goes, I'm going to be in this new band. And I'm like, yeah, I go, you look really familiar. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm John Sinclair. And he goes, I'm the keyboardist for this guy, and he's a really nice guy. Mm -hmm. And hey, I direct him to Tori's Pizza right next door and all that stuff because he's looking for a good slice of pie and all that stuff. Anyhow, but that was kind of like, how did we even get on to famous? Oh, the guy from Fish. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyhow. That kind of happened to me, too, and I had no idea who he was until... But he actually ended up telling me who he was yeah, and what he was doing there because we were just, you know, I was just telling him, you know, hey, we're just kicking around. Yeah. To, well, he was really cool because he listened to me. And he wished me well on the band. And he told me, practice, 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 <laughs> yeah. practice, practice, right, 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 practice. He yeah. was like very dead on. He was a very nice guy. And I believe he's English. I didn't even know I, he sounded English. But anyhow, very cool. Um, but. I was going to Yellow Sections. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you know, this fish concert that this guy was at had a yellow section for non-alcoholic, and this is where he had the idea. A few years later, after finding out about uh, this uh, yellow section, Plagman became a volunteer for a, for a sober community project for fellow Green Bay Packer fans, which mm -hmm. evolved into these new yellow sections. These okay. new yellow sections for people that do not want to be around alcohol but still want to enjoy a game at the stadium. And here are the NFL teams, besides the Packers, mm -hmm. that partake in this. Arizona Cardinals, mm -hmm. Seattle Seahawks, mm -hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, Yay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Yay for the Chiefs, too. Yeah. New England Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville Jack Wires. <laughs> Cleveland Bozos. Oh, no, Browns. I'm Browns, sorry, I read that wrong. Yeah. That's probably a good idea because they get a little too maniacal and start throwing batteries. Yeah, this, remember that? Yeah. yeah. Or was that. Uh, that was uh, uh, Oakland, too. I remember this famously. It was the, the Bengals coach saying, you know, quit throwing snowballs on the field. You live in Cincinnati, not Cleveland. Because oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Cleveland right. Got in trouble that's for throwing right. batteries yeah. at the and, opposing uh, team. Philly fans are the ones that booed Santa Claus and belted yes. it and belted him with fucking snowballs. Yes, <laughs> you messed up if you boo Santa Claus. And the Claus. Raiders are batteries. They threw batteries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the Detroit Femmes. Oh no, no Lions. I'm sorry, oh, I read okay. that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Chicago Crossdresser? No, 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 Bears. Mm. Yeah. The soon to be no longer in Soldier Field. <laughs> yes. The Buffalo Billies. And Billy. And Billy. <laughs> Buffalo and Billy. <laughs> yeah. 
the my oh, the Miami porpoises. No porpoise. No. All the uh, all dolphins. the Florida teams. Yeah. Yep. And the Pittsburgh uh, squealers. Squealers. Squeal, <laughs> yeah. Squealuck pig. Squealuck pig, fat boy. <laughs> Name the movie. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and uh, that is why I never, uh, you know, speaking of Deliverance, the movie that you're speaking about, yeah. <laughs> that is why I never want to go on those riverboat cruises down oh, the Mississippi. Yeah. Because if you hit one rock and you're stuck, <laughs> that's it. You're hearing banjos. Yes. It's over. <laughs> oh, but anyhow, let me go ahead and wrap up this yellow section. The yellow section also has literature on how to stay sober. Mm-hmm. It has areas there that you can go to and speak to counselors if you want. Nice. And these are stadiums that are in existence, then they have them right now. That's, like, that's smart. Yeah, it really is. So Arrowhead Stadium at Field. Yeah. Yeah. You go into Field at Arrowhead Stadium, <laughs> yes. and they have this. As soon as they start paying us to, to say their corporate name, we'll say it. Yeah. But other than that, it's Field. Yeah, and it's sandstone. It's not whatever name it is because they don't pay us to. No, no, well, yeah, sandstone. I, I see that's a smart idea. You have this yellow zone. You have some some guy who's hammered and he looks into the <coughs> yellow zone and says, "Gee, they're having fun and I'm really not." So he can go there I and say, idea. "You know, yeah. I want to, I want to get help." You know, it's awesome that they can. You know, it's not like they're going to be you know dragging people in and, yeah. and yelling at you to. You know, they're there if you want to. <coughs> So I'll put it like this. I've never had an alcohol, and I know you're the same. Never had an alcohol or a, an addiction issue of any kind. Well, eating maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I consider that somewhat normal in America. Good food, so cheap. Yeah. Okay, but thing is, is um, I've never had these issues. At the same time, I think it's fantastic that they're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so maybe people can go unwind. Mm-hmm. And not worry about relapsing because some fuck just felt like uh, uh, three pounds of Coors Light on mm-hmm. So, And, you know, that's been the big uh, sticking point for public marijuana consumption mm-hmm. is when you exhale or whatever is burning off the end of your joint or whatever, the surrounding people are inhaling it whether they want it or not. So... It doesn't make sense to put it in a public pay- place where people who want to stay sober are going to be um, forced isn't the right word, but they're going to be there to breathe it in whether they want it or not. It um, does make sense to make public areas where <coughs> you gain entrance knowing that weed is going to be smoked in there and you will get some in your lungs, etc., yeah. So it's not like, you know, oh my God, I'm smelling weed and I'm going to get drug tested at work tomorrow. I'm, I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, that, that shouldn't happen. No. But no. if you want to go to a public area and you're, you know, away from everyone else and, and you can smoke, you know, that's already, you know, trying to get put into place here uh, in Nevada and Las Vegas. They're trying to have public consumption areas, so... Mm-hmm. You know, keep that separation to where if people don't want that as part of the experience, they don't have to have it. I agree. Yeah, these yellow zones are a great idea. It's going to make it a lot more family friendly in those areas too. I agree. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It's funny you'll get to the stadium and one parent is going to go sit in the, st- in the regular seats and get hammered, and the other parent's going to be in the yellow zone with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> 
instead of the doing in his family is like you know it's either mom or dad is going to get stuck with the kid and the other one's going to get out there <laughs> hammering down <laughs> beers <laughs> so you got a sober parent to drive home with <laughs> with the drunk ass parent puking out the back window oh, that'd be awesome <laughs> I'm all for that uh, <laughs> um, I got a little chief story here oh love it this um, actually started um, it's actually from a couple weeks ago but I figured we might as well just go ahead and get it now according to multiple sources from Kansas City Chiefs the Chiefs, the Chiefs are trying to re-sign Juju Smith which did not happen Yeah, that's why I had to preempt it with a couple weeks ago and most uh and uh, if not all the receiving core, including wide receiver and special teams guy, McCole Hardman, they're trying to retain all of them if they can, mm -hmm. but they've already lost Juju, and I don't know who else they're going to lose either. Um, okay, the interesting fact is what was said afterwards. The sources said that, uh, that uh, some top-name wide receivers have been blowing up Mahomes' phone, expressing interest in joining the team. The actual names they declined to say in public, one source also chimed in that a pair of big-name running backs also called to fill the water. Huh. Well, I personally think Pacheco and McKinnon have definitely earned their roles as starters. Yeah. Now, uh, Kadarius Toney, he's earned his spot as special teams and a wide receiver. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Valdez Gantling. Uh, I think that he deserves another shot. Yeah, he, he put up good numbers. Yeah, yeah, and, and he Hardman. had some catches yeah. downfield that if he can expand on that, <coughs> Hardman, I think that he's really good at special teams. Mm -hmm. um, good return man. He's a good return man, but he has never been that one solid guy, number two guy like they thought he was going to be. Yeah. So uh, he's got to be a right money guy. Yeah, I can see that. So... Um, so it's going to be pretty interesting, uh, you know, to to see exactly what they settle on, because I'm not so sure <laughs> if maybe the Chiefs' style is not going out and getting an Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, not they him specifically, been, but someone like him. Yes, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not so sure that that is their style. As a matter of fact, I would say that their style is the opposite of that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of any time that they've gone out and got, well, when they got Marcus Allen as running back, that was a big deal. But I'm trying to think of when they've ever gone after a big name wide receiver. It's I I, I can't think of one. Yeah, about the closest might have been in recent memory with Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. But I mean, he was a really good one, not a not an upper echelon. Yeah. I mean, I personally think that they probably could have got a couple of wide receivers that were on the market earlier in the year if they wanted to, mm -hmm. but they didn't. And, you know, to me, it seems like the Chiefs are always losing receivers. Mm -hmm. You know, Tyreek Hill. I it mean, seems we've to me like heard that too many times, but they make <laughs> they make the receivers. Yeah, and then they let them go. Mm -hmm. Now, Juju, that's not going to be completely true. Smith did a hell of a job in uh, Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah. He did a hell of a job in Pittsburgh. He was great. He did a hell of a job here. He was great. Now, I think his growing is going to stop, maybe. Yeah. Um, where did he land? I forgot. New uh, England. Uh, New England. Mac Jones only going to do so much. 
Yeah, yeah. He's had good quarterbacks pushing him and helping him. Mm-hmm. At this point, he's going to have to do some of the pulling. He's going to be nine hundred thousand yard guy at best. Yeah. For a few years, and then he'll start dropping off, in my opinion. Yeah. I think he's reached his top, and the reason he's reached his top is because he reached the best quarterbacks he could have early in his career. And let's face it, Roethlisberger wasn't that great. And by the time Smith started yeah. playing with him, really, I mean, so. He was, yeah, Roethlisberger was tough and good at the short game. Short game. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, I remember Smith Schuster saying before the offseason that he said, I like Kansas City, I would like to resign and keep playing here, but it's not up to me. Um, but I think it ultimately it was. They offered him something and he turned it down. I think that Schuster might be like, he's got jackrabbit in him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not afraid to leave. Yeah, yeah, he's fine with jumping to a new team. Yeah. So I think there's something for that psyche Yeah. that you don't care. There's people like Kelsey Mahomes, like, oh, I want to retire here. That's yeah. where I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Salvador Perez, if you will, must stay in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Win or lose. You know, he got his, super, he got his uh, World Series, World ring. Series yeah. ring. Been there twice, won one. He's happy. Yeah. Juju is like the opposite. He's got his ring. Got ring, will travel. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. And, you know, Nothing he may, wrong with that. He might be chasing Hall of Fame numbers. He might be just, you know, trying to get some good earning years in um, and then get out. To me, he reminds me of a good receiver but not a top upper echelon. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to be talking about him for a Hall of Fame anytime. No. But he'll be remembered fondly by a few He's franchises. He's kind of like Jerry, Jeremy Macklin, who I forementioned. Yeah. Warm feeling in your tummy. Oh, he's pretty good pretty good receiver yeah and we mm-hmm. liked him he did good yeah that's about it yeah yeah, yeah. or uh Snoop Minnis <laughs> yeah yeah he was yeah. good yeah but um, uh-huh. yeah. yeah in yeah, uh that's about it yeah in uh one of the Madden football games they have uh, when you look at some of the football rosters players are tagged by uh, members of your staff as uh, a good fill-in player for the meantime but trade him while he's still young and mm-hmm. I think Chiefs do a lot of that with receivers. They really do. Yeah. They don't want any old receivers. Tight ends, yes. You know, they're willing to keep Kelsey for a long time. They were uh, willing the, to keep Gonzalez for a long time. Yeah. Gonzalez is the one that re- wanted the trade to go chase the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he made it to one. And if uh, if the fucking uh, owner didn't come out on the field to celebrate, they might have won one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It seems like teams make a decision on which positions they want older players and which positions they want just keep young players rotating through. Let's just let's just be glad that Matt Ryan is finally going to retire. What yeah. an ass bag. Oh, man. He, he had a great run in Atlanta, but then he just, I don't know, he really tainted his legacy. Yeah, he did. Uh, taint. Taint. Tainted. <laughs> yep. He took his legacy and rubbed it on his taint. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, um, Beluga whales, right? Mm, those are cool. Yeah, they are very cool. Uh, there's a beluga whale that. Um, let me get this little story here. All right. <coughs> 
While it's not uh, that uncommon to encounter beluga whales out in the ocean, recently Norwegian fishermen came across a whale that really surprised them and made headlines all over the world when a friendly whale approached the fisherman's boat. They noticed something odd about it. The animal was wearing a harness that once uh, that uh, once the fishermen removed it, they noticed it said "Equipment of St. Petersburg" written on it. Huh. So, and that isn't even the real story. They don't know where it came from or why. This out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, although the reason the whale was wearing the harness is still a mystery, what is not a mystery is the young beluga whale and how very thoughtful one it was. When the young lady had uh, dropped her smartphone in the ocean, seemingly lost her phone forever that was there along on the expedition, mm-hmm. the whale left briefly and then resurfaced with the lady's phone. Oh, wow. The whale was never accounted for by any water show, not part of any research, hmm. nothing. This beluga whale just showed up with this harness that said property of St. Petersburg equipment. Hmm. They took it off because it looked uncomfortable. Yeah. And then the lady, like, reached over. She had her phone, like, somewhere on, on her. Mm-hmm. She reached over to take a closer look at the beluga whale. Yeah. And her phone fell in the water. And she could see it going like way down there. Mm-hmm. And the beluga whale disappeared for a second and came back with the phone and handed it to her. Well, you know, they're very to smart. To her, not yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Her, her they're, phone. They're very smart animals. It's it's within, definitely within reality that a beluga whale like that is smart enough to know that this woman lost this and he can go get it for her. Or she can go get it for her. Um... It's funny you bring this up because just the other day I saw a video of a guy who was kayaking mm-hmm. in a certain area and a, a sea otter came up mm-hmm. with her baby and kept trying to put the baby on the guy's kayak. Okay. And they couldn't figure out what was going on and then somebody looked into it and said, okay, there is a sea otter rescue in the area. So that's probably an otter who was who was rescued and you know returned to the wild by humans and it's grateful and likes people and it was coming up to show its baby <laughs> it was coming up to the kayaker saying hi a human look at my baby look at what you did uh-huh yeah. thank Very you for cool. saving me this is my baby i can believe that yeah see all these critters are smarter than we give them credit oh, for God. i mean they're not they're not like disney would have us believe where they're just like you know people yeah they're, but they're they're smart in the way animals view the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they have limitations. They don't care what what you know is happening on the International Space Station, and they never buy cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. But they know gratitude and friendliness and just random acts of kindness. No, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you don't have to convince me any. I've yeah. seen enough and know enough. And um, That's so cool, though. Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah. So uh, I like that story a lot. And I love the fact that it didn't just, like, grab it and bring it back up. It brought it to the lady. That yeah. It. It's kind of like, here, this is yours, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, isn't that amazing? That is neat. Yeah. I've also seen video of uh, um, a sloth was trying to cross a road. Uh-huh. And a guy picked it up. And took it across the road and put it partway up a tree. And the sloth turned around to look at the guy and reached his arm out with his claw 
as a thank you. And the guy came up and you know bumped it, did a fist bump with the with the sloth. That's was, pretty damn it cool. It was saying thank you. It knew the guy was helping it, and it was thanking the guy. That is very cool. Yeah. I love and then that. there was another one where a guy's returned, the, the mother sloth had dropped her baby. And the guy picked it up and handed it to the mama. And she, you know, she took her baby, and then she stuck her paw out for the guy to fist bump. Wow. Because she was saying, thank you for my baby. <laughs> you know. Human well, beings don't always I've act got, that I've good. Got, I've got one for you. Okay, um, you know Westport, right? Westport mm-hmm. is an entertainment bar district in Kansas City, one of the oldest ones. Yep. Westport was like the original city that was uh, built around here. For yeah, Westport. that was the jumping off point. It's kind of the last point you could get provisions. Yeah, and then after that was the uh, big state of Kansas and all the prairie land. What they called Indian territory. Yeah, rough terrain and <laughs> Indians that would kill you. Yep. Because you're in their territory. And you have a history of killing them. You're, you, so, we were the invaders. <laughs> yes. So, um, Westport was like the last area that you could go there and get provisions and hopefully make it through this terrain that you're going to go through. So, me, I would have stayed on the other side and said, that's all right. I'll stay over here in Westport. Go ahead. I don't need to go get killed. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, um, uh, I'm sitting there. Um, uh, okay, I'm, I'm at Westport, and I was going and getting something from somewhere. And I'm walking along, all of a sudden a friend of mine calls, and they have a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there listening, listening, and I, and, and I wasn't, you know, thinking, fuck this or nothing. Yeah. Just as like, okay, this is going to take a bit, because they're really having some, like, emotional stuff going on. So I sat down, mm-hmm. and I sat down on this bench, and there's this bookstore. This is on Pennsylvania. You know Pennsylvania Avenue there? Yeah. Okay. You remember where Californios used to be? Californios? Not exactly. Okay, well, there's this bookstore. There's this little U driveway, and you can pull up to Californios, get out, and and then your car drive off and go park somewhere else. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, at that corner of that little U um, driveway is a bookstore. Um, one end of the, of the U is the back of the bookstore, and then the front is the one facing Pennsylvania. Oh, so yeah. I'm sitting uh, out on Pennsylvania sitting there. And all of a sudden, I see this uh, little um, squirrel walk up to the back door. Mm-hmm. Looks up and down and goes. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck? I could swear the squirrel is knocking at the door. Sits there a second, then knocks again. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what the hell? And also, this lady opens up the door and gives him a couple of peanuts. <laughs> That's awesome. He grabs him, walks off, then a little bit later, and I got pit, I got video of it, but man, this is years and years ago, so I, you know, I don't know where it's at. He did it again. And I'm sitting there talking to my friend, and I go, hang on, hang on. I started giving play-by-play. I'm like, hey, there's this little squirrel, and he's walking up, and now it's like knocking on the back door. Oh, bullshit. No, really. I'm not kidding you, man. I'm going to take some video. I'll send, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I thought that's pretty cool. So I know animals are really smart, and squirrels as small as small as they are, smart. The uh, the last house my mom had in uh, Hillsboro, she had a, a dog door mm-hmm. at the back of her house, and outside, you know, the the back there was a covered wooden patio. 
and she would she kept a big bowl of peanuts oh. on a uh, um, piece of furniture just inside in the dining room. And occasionally she'd grab a handful of peanuts, walk over and you know, reach through the dog door and throw them out onto the, onto the patio. And the squirrels and other birds could come up and get them. Mm-hmm. There was one of the birds that got smart enough to realize that the peanuts were coming from the other side of that dog door. And it was a scrub jay. It's, you know, they don't have blue jays there, they have scrub jays. It would come a through... A scrub jay or a stellar jay? Scrub jay. Uh, they, what is the difference? Stellar's jays, uh, I remember those being in the mountains. But in, in Oregon, they had scrub jays more than Stellar's jays. Uh, I think okay. Stellar's jays, I think, have, a, have more of a crest. The scrub jay doesn't really have any kind of crest. Okay, okay. I know it's more of a kind of a grayish. It, yeah, grayish. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the blue on Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I was anyway. trying to identify what you were talking about, so anyhow. Yeah. Because some people call them different. Some people call the Stellar Jays uh-huh. one, and then the Scrub Jays another. So anyhow, go ahead. Yeah, it, they kind of look color-wise. They kind of look like a dove, um, longer beak. But anyway, this this Scrub Jay realized the peanuts were coming from inside that dog door, and it got bold enough to where it came in through the dog door, looked around, saw that bowl of peanuts up on that counter or dress or whatever. And it flew up there, grabbed a peanut, flew back down, and hopped out the dog door. <laughs> and it started doing that on a regular basis. Because I was visiting once, and I was sitting at the table, you know, having some coffee. And a bird came in, took a peanut, and went back out the dog door. And I said, Mom, this bird just came in and took a peanut. And she said, yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and yeah, the, the dog didn't care. You know, the dog probably thought it was funny, and she had a cat at the time, but the cat would have been scared of it. So <laughs> the, the bird was perfectly safe, just coming in any time it wanted to and grabbing a peanut. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I enjoy sharing my life with animals. You know, it's okay I do if too. they kind of wander by. Animals are awesome. Don't like the rat that was in my garage, but... Uh, no, but he's stinking you out now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, little it's, it's dead. I knew, so. I knew it was going to happen to him. Motherfucker's going to go find a place <laughs> to go die that you can't get him. Yeah, so I have to empty out the garage and find that little rat body. Yep, fucking oh, wow. kick it on out of here. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, thanks, Kansas City, Missouri, for your big sewer, sewer project. And not letting anyone know. Driving all the rats out of this. Yep, thanks for all the dogs that died from Lepo. Yep. Thanks for not warning us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> hey, where'd everybody go? Where are the douchebags? Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 